0: Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host Meryl van der Merwe, and today we're on episode 67. Today I will be interviewing Dr. Monica Burns and she's going to be sharing with us some free apps and websites to help students access reading materials and educational videos. So before I um, hand over to Dr. Burns, I just want to tell you a little bit about how I met her. Well, She didn't know me, but I was learning about her. When I started teaching both at local co-ops and then also online, I realized I really didn't have much knowledge about being a teacher because I was not trained as that. So I started looking on Twitter, looking at blog posts and learning as much as I could. And Dr. Burns was one of those people that I found and I started following her and reading some of what she was posting. In addition, I heard her being interviewed on uh, Vicki Davis's podcasts a few times. And then last year, I started listening to her Easy EdTech podcast as well. So big welcome to you, Dr.
1: Burns. Thank Could- you so much for having me.
0: Would you like to start off and just share with us a bit about your journey in the EdTech world?
1: Absolutely. Well, I taught in a public school here in New York City for several years, starting off with an overhead projector, as well as chalk and a chalkboard and all of that great stuff. And then we went into a one-to-one program. So I was able to teach one-to-one with iPads. That was our device of choice at that time. And then I started searching and looking and connecting and thinking about what I could do with education, technology, Technology. Now that we had access to these devices in our classroom, and that was what started my journey <laughs> to get where I am now, where I am working full time with the goal of helping to make ed tech easier for educators. So I write um, my blog, ClassTechTips.com, uh, as well as a couple books. Um, I Podcast, so my podcast, the Easy EdTech podcast. And then I travel around and share ed tech strategies with educators all over the world.
0: That's great. And you're here right now to share with us some of your vast amount of knowledge. Now, Dr. Burns is a real guru in her field. I realize many of you probably don't know who she is, but um, as soon as I started looking online, particularly I love EdTech, she popped up straight away. So I can tell you that in the um, education world, she's very well known. So to start us off, would you like to explain the importance of a Tasks Before Apps mindset?
1: Absolutely. So that phrase, Tasks Before Apps, is one that I use when talking about how to make the most of digital tools in a classroom. So what can we do to make sure that we are really putting the learning first? So I often you know, I'm at an event or I'm on an expo fall and you know, floor and I'm really guilty of what many of us are guilty of, which is getting our attention, right? Getting pulled in to something that is really bright and flashy and exciting. And we always want to come back to that why, right? Why would I use this in a classroom? Why would I use this with a child? How is this going to energize or elevate a particular learning experience and allow us to do something that just wasn't quite possible before? So that term, tasks before apps, is what I use as my gut check, if you will to make sure that I'm really focusing in on the learning when there's so many wonderful technology out there to enhance uh, that traditional experience.
0: Right. Definitely, that's a place we always need to start when we're introducing tech into classrooms or into our homeschool classrooms. So now you're going to share with us some of your favorites for reading materials. And I must admit, I had not heard of most of these.
1: So when it comes to reading materials and finding different ways for kids to interact with text in Any type of learning environment there's a lot of great ones online um, that are available some are free some have subscriptions or different models for um, the ways that you might want to use them but I definitely encourage you to explore these three and the first one is epic so epic you could use on any device it allows children to go in and read ebooks straight from their device now what's great about this is it allows teachers to build A bookshelf so that they can assign books to different students or suggest books to different students. Families can also peek in. So there's that aspect. And so for kids who are reading at home or on their own, they can tap on a word, hear it read aloud or pronounced for them, which is always really great. Um, So that's an option too. Um, And they can even hear some books read aloud start to finish, which is really nice as well. So this puts another layer on top of reading experiences for students. By no means do I think it should replace holding a book in your hand, but there are some extensions and some extra features here that might make a reading experience more fruitful for some children and having a balance between the two is really nice. Another favorite is Newsela or News ELA. I've heard the company themselves pronounce it as Newzella, but sometimes other educators, I've heard them say News ELA, so I like to <laughs> um, make sure I say it that way as well. Now, this is a website. They've got an app too, but I primarily use it on the web, where there are current events articles, so new news articles every day, and each article you can toggle with a button at the top to change the Lexile level. So this allows you to say, hmm, it's set up for what a traditional fourth grade reading level is, but I know my child needs a little more support, so I could bring it down a lexile level, I could bump it up a lexile level. So it allows you to make a text more simple or more complex, which is great for children who may be reading at home or a teacher who wants to differentiate and have something in a different level for different kiddos that they're working with. So an absolute favorite, great for informational texts like those news articles. And then the third one I want to share is reading IQ. Now, Reading IQ is from the same folks at ABC Mouse. I've done a little marketing work uh, for their team, and they have a really nice reading library. So, there's books from National Geographic and Disney, really high interest text, too. So, another ebook library similar to Epic, but one that I think is worth checking out as well.
0: Right. And on your actual blog, do you have uh, more resources listed there?
1: So yep, I've got a whole bunch on my blog. So if you are on my blog page, there's a search bar. So you could always search keyword if you're looking for high school current events articles or ebooks or something specific. But then I also have a free stuff section of my website. You can access it right from the top. And there's a reading strategies um, and reading tool guide there. So if you click on that, you'll be able to find a free download. And that will let you access even more of my favorites. I was just updating um, some of those free stuff items um, this past week. So you'll see lots of things there to grab as well.
0: Right, and then you're going to tell us a couple of your favorite educational video uh, sites.
1: You bet. So there are some fantastic places to go to if you want to find some educational videos. And so, you know, we all know what it feels like if you've been in a classroom before as a student, right, as um, you might say long ago, right, when you were sitting there and a teacher would roll in that video cart (laughs) and they're going to put the VCR on the bottom and they're going to play a tape (laughs) and words that we don't use every day anymore. But Mm -hmm. there are now so many ways for kids to interact with videos and families, parents, teachers, any type of Person working with a child has a really great opportunity to curate those reading experience or those viewing experience, I should say, for students. And so what this can look like is going out to some of the resources I'll mention in a moment which have educational videos and it allows you to access content that you can then decide what you want to share um, with children and so the first one on the list is storyline online this is a wonderful resource it's free there's a website and an app for it and on the website you can see that there are videos where there are actors so it's a partnership with the screen actors guild and those actors are reading aloud picture books from authors like Patricia Polacco and wonderful ones that you would recognize right away. So Storyline Online is a great option. We're getting kids uh, into different read aloud books and on the website you'll actually find a button underneath um, the videos that give you resources for parents and resources for teachers with discussion prompts and activities so an absolute favorite Storyline Online. And the next one is TED-Ed. And so TED-Ed is from the folks at TED who make the TED Talks. And with TED-Ed, you can access explainer videos. So these are videos that explain a concept, actually have a whole episode of my Easy Ed Tech podcast that talks about explainer videos. And so on that one, you can find videos that explain something like how do self driving cars work or where did this word come from? So, all sorts of science and social studies, ELA, math topics, lots and lots on TED Ed's website. And the videos are very engaging. They're all animated. Really, really great stuff there and totally free. And then Khan Academy is another favorite spot for educational videos you know they are ones we typically associate with math tutorials but they actually have things for students all the way in kindergarten up through high school for social studies, science, you name it, so much on Khan Academy's website, also free. And then of course, you know, there are just, YouTube is just full of videos, great videos, not so great videos. And if you have a child who's saying, I'm just going to go watch YouTube, you know, we think to ourselves, what does that mean? <laughs> what or what are you going to watch on YouTube, right? And so you can have a conversation with kids and you can help point them in the direction of different YouTube channels. And just like on a television, right, YouTube has channels. It's not live TV, but it is collections of videos from the same user or organization. So National Geographic has a channel. NASA has a channel. (laughs) A lot of um, different organizations have YouTube channels full of videos. And those are great ones to point kids in the direction to as well.
0: Right, um, I know I love using TED-Ed in particular in a lot of my online classes because they do break down topics really well and they have um, discussion questions and still multiple choice questions as well, which mm-hmm. is useful to check if students have been paying attention. Now, you, uh, by the way, all of the links to all of these different uh, um, I, uh, Um, tools they will all be on our show notes which you can find at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com so just go across there if you're driving in the car or whatever and you haven't been able to make a note of what Dr. Burns has been mentioning now there is a tool that Dr. Burns loves a lot and so do I and so I'm going to let her just share a bit why she loves Adobe Spark so much
1: Absolutely. So I am a big fan of the Adobe Spark tools. Uh, Ben Forda from Adobe and I actually have a book called 40 Ways to Inject Creativity into Your Classroom with Adobe Spark. And so it is focused with like lesson ideas and activities, but totally customizable and great for homeschool environments if you're looking for ideas and inspiration as well. And I've done some work with the Spark team. So big fan of their tools. They're free, which also puts them high on my (laughs) list of favorites. And so there's actually three Adobe Spark tools and you can access them all from the web, at spark.adobe.com, or you can download them as individual iOS apps, like on an iPad or iPhone. And so it's Spark Video, which is a movie-making tool, Spark Post, which is a graphic design tool, and Spark Page, which is a website creation tool. Now, this is something I love because it really gives you an opportunity to have students make something that is their own. They're working off a blank canvas totally from scratch. So they're able to create something really special, but also something that's very unique and their own. So you might give a child an option to make a video like a book trailer or a page like a science experiment or a post to make an infographic of all the data points they collected while they were conducting a survey for a statistics problem that they were working on. So it's just something that is really special because you can design something and make it your own that comes back to that task before apps mindset. And then of course, give children lots of choice on how they make something. And since this is just a really dynamic, but also beautiful tool, kids will make something that they're absolutely going to be really proud of as well.
0: Right. And I know I use it a lot in our online classes. Um, A number of our teachers do because it does allow the students to play with the tech, which of course they love. And as you say, this way you can actually check their mastery of topics, you can get them to do research, which they will then turn into the video or um, you know, the page or the post. And so they're combining more than one skill at a time, which um, is 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 great and the kids do enjoy doing it. And they're fun to look at, I know. I, I love seeing what the students in my classes produce. So just be sure to go and look at those two books of Dr. Burns, both Tasks Before Apps and the 40 Ways to Inject Creativity into Your Classroom with Adobe Spark. You can find them both on Amazon, but there will also be links to them in the show notes. I know I'm going to go and buy her Adobe Spark book because although I really use it a lot in the classroom, I'm sure she's going to have more ideas than I have come across yet. And I was given a uh, gift card by a parent, an Amazon gift card. And I think this will be a good way to use it. I was trying to think what to do with it. And now I know what I want to buy. And I suggest you go and look at those too, because these are things that as homeschool parents, we can integrate. You don't have to be in a school to be using these tools and to be making sure your students know how, because it also prepares them well for the workplace. So Dr. Burns, just in closing, can you just tell our listeners where they can find you online?
1: Absolutely, so I share on my blog class TechTips.com. That's where you'll find links to my podcast episodes. The easy Ed tech podcast is my podcast and it's anywhere you listen to podcasts, but you can always get it off my blog. And then I share lots of favorites on social as well. So if you are on Twitter or Instagram, I am at class tech tips. And if you are listening to this episode and then you follow on Instagram, I love to hear something that you are excited about. Maybe you have another tool I should add to one of these lists and you could always, send me a dm or a tweet and let me know uh, what grabbed your attention or what you're super excited about
0: well thank you so much for sharing with us today and for all my regular listeners i will be back next week with a new topic so see you again same time same place thanks for tuning in to homeschooling with technology with meryl Merva.